It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Right now, I uh, wanted to get back on the cherry file because we've been following that assiduously, as has Morgan Campbell, Global Toronto reporter. She interviewed Don yesterday. We played some of those clips, and today was at the rally, as we understand it. Morgan, good afternoon. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. So were you at the rally then? I was. I was about, I would say, between 30 and 40 uh, Hockey Night in Canada fans came out to the rally. Uh, it was a bit chilly, that's for sure, outside, uh, but they braved the elements. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, they're happy and they, and they had their voices heard. So it wasn't a case of, like, pitchforks and torchlights or anything? You know, there was one little scuffle between uh, two members, but, uh, John, I think it was completely unrelated and a misunderstanding of some sort. But, no, it was a, you know, the the place is, the building's still standing, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> a scuffle at the Don Cherry uh, protest? You're looking at my girl. No, I'm not. Boom. And <laughs> it was unrelated. What was it related to? Oh, I think it was just right versus left. Oh, I see. So yeah. Okay. You're buying what I'm selling here, John. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So uh, really only just... A couple of dozen at most. Any posters or placards or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody had um, a little something. You know, they had uh, Canadian flags. Um, there was uh, one sign that said, um, can, can Cherry cancel Rogers? They were chanting, you know, for people to cancel their Rogers subscriptions. Nobody from Rogers Communications, uh, while I was there, which was for a couple hours, uh, came out and addressed any of the members uh, who were protesting. I would say for the most part, John, it was very peaceful. Some people had really great stories there. I spoke to one lady who actually had a picture with her, and uh, it was of her and Don Cherry back in the early 90s. Um, and, you know, it was signed and she said, you know, he's been a staple in my household, you know, for, for decades. And, you know, she was somewhat beside herself that when she tunes into hockey night in Canada on Saturday, um, you know, that cornerstone, the staple of the show isn't going to be there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you actually sat down, John, well, not sat down, I guess I stood and you actually chatted with. Some of the people who were there um, really wearing their hearts on their sleeves. This is somebody that they invited into their homes mm. every Saturday night during hockey season for the last 38 years. You almost feel like they feel almost like they're losing a part of a part of themselves in a way, um, if that even really makes sense. Makes a whole lot of sense, you know, uh, because, I mean, as a good communicator, uh, Don Cherry, obviously, uh, he made that connection with him. There's this intimate, uh, yeah, sense that you know that person and would want to sit down and have a beer or six with the person. Uh, and so that, you're right. I mean, that's a poignant reminder that a lot of people, this was uh, an appointment tune and uh, made up a large part. And now things have changed. And since we're creatures of habit, it's going to be somewhat disconcerting. So who was the demographic? How would you break it out, or was it just all random? You know, it was pretty random, John. You had 
um, people who appeared to be um, retired. Uh, you had some former military folks there. But, you know, I also interviewed a 22-year-old guy who who took half a day off work and decided that, you know, he was going to hang up the old work boots and uh, and put on a different pair of shoes and go out and stand up for Don Cherry. The demographic was actually quite remarkable, to say the least, because it wasn't just one group of people. Um, it was, it was um, a very diverse group, and you had um, folks who um, were immigrants that were there, and they were very, very um, understanding of what Don said. I think, I think what everybody wanted, John, and I think what a lot of fans want is for Don to be given or for him to have been given the proper opportunity to go on TV and apologize. And when I talked to Don yesterday, he said, you know, he was going to clarify his comments that he made during this Saturday's broadcast of Hockey Night in Canada. That was his intention, but that wasn't good enough. Yeah, you know, um, I, I heard uh, the interview with you and him yesterday, uh, and kudos to you, but when he said, uh, yeah, the apology thing he sort of dug his heels in on, but the explanation, so would an explanation, I mean, I guess we're just subjectively uh, assessing it here, would that have uh, been okay in lieu of an apology, or was that what he was hoping to angle for? Well, I think that, you know, in this day and age, word choice is everything, right? Mm. Um, especially especially when you're a communicator like you or I even. Word choice can can make or break something. And I think what, we're talking about a number of words that he used here that, um, that upset people. Um, but I think the reason why he's digging his heels in, from my understanding, is that he wants to, to drive home the message that it was for everyone, that everyone should be spending a couple bucks. That's almost a direct quote, um, you know, and supporting the legions and buying a poppy. It was the way that he delivered that during the broadcast that uh, that clearly is concerning to bureaucrats and, and people up in the Irish Towers. Well, and I'm not just those folks. I mean, I'm talking from an employment standard. I, other people across across the entire country were offended, and and I think that in this, um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Don Terry's an 85 year old man, right? Um, and and maybe his I, I don't know what was going on in his mind. Well, I mean, a lot of octogenarians and nonagenarians, if we have experience with such, do have unfiltered thoughts. And, you know, if he's going into his rant, uh, rant mode, Mm -hmm. I guess even Ron McLean sort of, uh, it looked to me, uh, kind of, you know, just went into autopilot there uh, Mm -hmm. because he's so accustomed to that. Here goes Don again, and he's just basically riding in a slipstream. Still, he caps things off with his pun. But, you know, it was more than two words. It was actually five. Uh, You people who come here, I think that was the qualifier that really did uh, the damage. But nonetheless, uh, an explanation. A lot of people feel he was at least owed the dignity of going out with an explanation after 40 years. And uh, I think that's something that uh, is continuing to linger as some bitterness. And the Rogers folks, uh, nobody, not even a sharp salesman came out to try to sell the Ignite package to any of the assembled, huh? (laughs) No, nobody did. I I think it's it's really important to point out here that... um, you can really, I mean, as a journalist, a great thing about being a reporter is that you, you get to, to learn 
you know, and, and, and meet people on, and learn about both sides of a story. And I always argue that there are not just two sides to every story. You know, there's probably three, four, five, depending on what kind of story you're covering. And I think to be able to sit down with Don and have that, you know, candid conversation with him and understand to a point where he was coming from, but then to turn around and be able to talk to people who do deal with, you know, discrimination, racism on a daily basis, and and to see, you know, how that impacted them, it's, you know, clearly... Well, no, I no, I, I, in the immediate, you're, you're right, but then there are also a lot of folks for whom, you know, they have intimate knowledge of Don's charitable work and so on and so forth, right. and how he's really not as bombastic as he appears on TV. I mean, it does get uh, into sort of a great moral ambivalence there. By the way, uh, on this uh, petition that's been circulated, uh, the latest on that we have is 193,793 on change.org. Uh, this is to bring back Don Cherry. They're looking for 200,000, is that right? That's my understanding was that they were going to, they were looking for at least that. They'd obviously take more if they can get it. But um, here's the thing. Um, the the petition's great and all, um, but at the end of the day, there are people who make these decisions, and I think when they make the decisions, they don't uh, they're not taken lightly, right? So no, no, uh, we know the you know the die like, is cast. I mean, it's done. That ship has sailed. As far okay, as I'll let you say it. Then. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, I mean, okay. But, as yeah. the objective observer from a thirty thousand foot level, we understand how this works in our industry. Morgan, I appreciate your weighing in on this matter since uh, you've been close to it for the last number of days. Uh, appreciate yeah, your you insights. Know what? It's- It's been a pleasure being on the show, as always. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Morgan Campbell, Global Toronto Reporter and The Cherry Matter. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.